Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the show, Radio is episode 610. I'm your host, Andrew. Hey, guys, and I'm Danny. And this is your source for tech, gaming, and entertainment news. And we are back. I waited a couple of weeks, uh, at least two plus weeks. Uh, of course, other, other things were life related, but I definitely need to talk to you, Daniela, about Halo, the series, which is on Paramount right now. Episode one, episode two uh, will be reactions for today. And I'm sure by the time we record again, it'll be episode three. But I waited for you, Daniela, because I wanted to talk to you about this. So Halo, the series. Um, so let's give stats first. I guess if you want to take that and we'll jump into the other stuff. You want me to take? Yeah, sure. Why not? It's <laughs> me and you. Let's do it. You start that. <laughs> okay. So 10 years in the making, uh, 10 years in the making, and then I'll do one more three years shooting, which is interesting. I didn't know that. And um, what about the yeah. other stats? Yeah, we got a nine episodes to look forward to. Well, actually seven more after this because we watched the first two. And then, you know, what I thought was really interesting was that it was shot, shot in Budapest and, you know, other parts of Hungary. And let me tell you, the areas that they're shooting in is, it looks beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. let, let, let's just jump into it because we've been excited to talk about this. Go ahead. You first. All right. All right. Well, let me just start off with saying, I think in the past, before I released, I said that I wasn't sure if like Halo was going to be worth getting Paramount Plus. I think, I think this is their flagship show. Like, if you haven't watched it because you don't have Paramount Plus, I highly recommend, like, maybe wait till all nine episodes are out and, you know, try sign up for their free trial, watch it all. And then I think you're going to be convinced because you're going to want to watch that season two. Um, but, oh my gosh. Now, what's great is I don't know the Halo lore. I don't know the whole storyline. I mean, in our last episode, I think I was shocked that that's, like to know from the trailers that's where the title Halo comes from and I was completely unbeknownst to that at all but watching like even the first episode like just before the opening scene credits start that entire scenario that played out I was in shock I was like wow that's how you're starting this off which was like really strong it was it was a good kind of shocking and it really like I, I wanted, I wanted more. And I was so, I was so excited. I was like, wow, I was not expecting this. I didn't, I, I just, I really wasn't like when you come across the, the covenant for the very first time, you have, you have Quan who's just like there and is a very interesting character. And it, even though it's into episode two, I like the way her character is being developed. And you know, Master Chief is obviously there and I just, I'm hooked. I am absolutely hooked. Yeah, I, I it's, am. it's really good. It's really good. And I don't know, are we doing like, are we just going to talk about it? I'm not really big on like spoilers, no spoilers or whatever, but what do you think? You just, what, what got you in episode one? You just were going to want to go into it? Yeah, we can go into it. I, I think, I think, I don't, I don't know. Should we do spoilers? Should we not do spoilers? I have no clue. I think we should talk about it. Okay. And I'll, I'll put a note in the, uh, in the description. 
I, I definitely think that the storyline that it's going with, because obviously I don't know anything about the lore, it's definitely got me interested into wanting to even dive further into it. Now, will I play the game? Not uh, I probably won't play the game itself. Um, simply because it's first person and I can't play uh, first person games. It's just a really sad, sad thing. But, you know, you, they have a bunch of animated um, short films um, and movies that are out. They have their books. And just because like straight off of just that first episode. I I want to just like. Drown myself in this universe, in this world, because for somebody who like me, who knows nothing about it. I was absolutely, absolutely gripped by it. I I am a soul, like I'm never going to claim to be number one Halo fan, but for this series, I'm a fan and I love it. And it's awesome. Um, I was a little bit shocked with, you know, I wasn't, I guess I, that opening scene thing. I don't know why I thought there wouldn't be blood and gore. I mean, right. it's not like a horror gore. But I was like, whoa, you really went there. And it was really good. And it was like, <sighs> I don't know what's a safe way to say this, but like it was tasteful. Like it's expected. You know, you have wars, you have fighting, you you have these, you know, rebels and you have the UNSC. Then you have the covenant. Of course, there's going to be blood. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be violence in there. And I guess I wasn't, I just. I don't know. I just didn't think it would be like that. But, you know, you have Quan. She's out with her friends. They're out in the forest doing, you know, recreational stuff. And then to, like, see them be, like, obliterated. I was like, wow. And it, they were not shy about it either. It was very, I think it was very on point about what you would, I guess, expect to see. And, you know, the entire battle scene um that they had or fight scene that they had there and then the when you get to see that first introduction of silver team um i'm sorry master chief dropping in with that like superhero drop in there my mouth was like open i was like that was cool and it was so super impactful but not in like a very to me i don't think it was very cheesy i like i loved it I was like living and for all of that. And you, you really get that sense about how incredible and like badass these Spartans are. And then to just see them come in, work at this team and just like obliterate. But then you also get to see like a very it was a very good sense about how these these people were just kind of brainwashed because not, nothing that was happening like affected them negatively. Well, okay. It, they just had no emotions towards, you know, the the civilians or the rebels that just die. They're just very nonchalant about it. And they're very focused on this mission to finding out what happened or what they're there for and what these covenant are like trying to find, finding the ship. I it was I, I think the storytelling for this and the character development is just phenomenal yeah i absolutely agree i think um so we'll do some fill-ins and then we'll go back and forth um i think episode one was impactful in so many ways to see 
a master chief uh in a live action that's done well executive produced by steven spielberg i think that's one of the things that shocked me at the end of watching the first episode i think that was that was really cool so so the other thing too is um as you mentioned you're not familiar with uh the lore and how things came about um i think it was about 75 kids were kidnapped at six years old they were trained into the program they became spartans at age 14 and then from there uh, some individuals made it through the augmentation pro, uh, procedure and some didn't right some were left um, handicapped some were left um, with their arms um, exposed uh, and uh, mutated uh, and master chief was one of the individuals um, out of um, the individuals who made it through the augmentation program that um, is one of the most the the luckiest uh sharpest uh and uh, very very tuned for for leadership in so many ways right uh but at the same time still has even though he has that hormonal play and all the spartans do they have that hormonal play on their back even though that they have that the, he still is questioning everything on how things uh should go as he's proceeding through um, the things that have happened in episode one with uh, touching the actual artifact, right? So I think that's interesting to actually watch that. I know that the conversation surrounding with episode one uh, lended to the fact of uh, what, why do we need to see Master Chi's face, right? So I think there's a lot of conversations around that. So for me, I... I would have been okay if we never saw his face. So the scene where he says, if you're going to do a point up here and he took off the mask, right? I think that particular setup, if they only showed um, her seeing him and we saw him from the back of the um, suit, taking the helmet off and then saying that to her and then she sees his face and then they, you know, spin off the next scene where um, he has the helmet back on then that would have been cool. But I think what, what they're really going for, in my opinion, is they're really going for the humanity aspect of what's happening with these Spartans, right? Because you have uh, the other members too, uh, at certain points in episode one that they take off uh, their, they have their helmets off as well. And, you know, they have different conversations about different things. So, um, but yeah, so I am, I'm excited. I'm excited because I was able to catch, um, Halo Fall of Reach, which shows you the beginning of, and that was in 2015, um, animated uh, piece. And that shows you the beginning of how uh, they went to uh, the planet where John was, and then they did the coin flip, and he pretty much got it right every single time. So I think the, the interesting part about that particular coin flip, which was the last uh, test to decide if he was going to be one of the individuals that they were going to pick was the fact that his luck factor is through the charts. Whether you, and, and I think that's one of the things that they carried over from the game to the actual series. Whether it's a the animated uh, series itself or the actual lore or the live action itself, his luck factor and the games, his luck factor is through the roof, right? No one understands how he survives things. So, for example, and then I'll, I'll hand it back to you, where they were in the um, the ship. I don't remember the name of the ship right now. But they were, they were in the ship. The oxygen levels dropped. But they're wondering how he was able to move around after they dropped it from 
from the command center, right? Like there's a whole bunch of different pieces that they've showed in the first episode where his luck factor is just like through the roof. So uh, I'll stop there, but, um, and I guess Phil, and any other parts that caught your attention in the first uh, couple of sequences. So going back to the unveiling of his face, I kind of actually like that they did that. Um, specifically, I guess for me, uh, in terms of cinematics and movies, I think you draw a more closeness to that character when you can put a face to it. I can understand not having really doing that in, in video games because in video games, you want to like you are that character and you want to picture yourself as that character. Um, but when it comes to movies or in TV shows, I I want that attachment to that character. I think I think shows definitely need that. I mean, you you can you can still have an attachment based off of just like this audio and this, you know, you're using your imagination for facial expressions. But I I think I enjoy having that that aspect. Um, and for me, it just kind of makes sense. And I was actually like kind of surprised that they did it anyways. Um, but it was a very good surprise. And, um, you know, going into, you know, episode two. Ah, you definitely see a whole lot more of him. You get it. I, I like that they're doing these little bit of a flashbacks of, you know, seeing what that process was, because I, I don't know anything about them. Like, you know, that that direct story, I can allude to it. That that's what they did. They kidnapped some children and brainwashed them and erased their memories and. I mean, how else? I, I don't think a person would willingly, you know, sign them up for some, sign themselves up for it. Um, but it it definitely humanizes him a, a bit more, and the way that he has this interaction with uh, with Quan, it's it's I I think it's what I found so interesting was that it's so confusing. Like he's like for my my impressions from watching watching it is that he's has this protective vibe for her, but in a different sense of when he was trying to protect, you know, all of humanity from the covenant and, you know, whatever he's told that his purpose is and he's like the human's champion and all this stuff. Um that he doesn't he doesn't quite understand. And I, I really hope right. they dive into that. And I really hope that Quan is definitely a, a, a lot more involved. Um, which I feel that she would be. I I just, and it's funny that you say that, you know, he's one of the lucky ones that like got through and got to be Master Chief. Is it really lucky though? I mean, this is his life that he's living now. Um, and the fact that he has like this quote unquote friend that he can trust that's outside of the UNSC. Um, that's a very, he's a very interesting character as well too. And I don't know what kind of vibes I'm getting from him at all. Um, but I can say that the, the world that they are creating, I can totally understand why it takes, like it took three years because, uh, the graphics, the CG that they have in it is so well, uh, detailed and, and thought out that it doesn't feel cheesy. It doesn't feel like like obviously you know in the back of your head that okay this is all you know computer graphics and they make all these great um visual effects 
But like when you're, as you're watching in that moment, you're not really thinking about thinking about that. You're like, this is such a deep world and universe that they have created. Even even the covenant, the, the details that they have in them when they're um, with that blessed one, and she was having that conversation. I was just in awe by like this creature that they created and the details and the facial expression, the eyes, the skin texture. I was. I, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 good because like even like from from the lust luck aspect, um, it's just that he always seems to survive and he always seems to um, figure out a situation when there's no other way for something to happen, right? Even in the games, and then I guess with the the children, seventy five. And you're, you know, of course, Dr. Halsey, she is like a, a super edgy genius and uh, doing things outside of the norm, but yet uh, was able to create a program where humanity's uh, greatest hope lies in the Spartans. And of course, uh, the Spartans combined with Cortana is going to be something interesting to watch in the upcoming episodes, the way they they lay those things out. So, so I think that, um, and I've watched, this is this is probably the first time in a long time where I can rewatch something over and over again and just appreciate everything. I don't know why this is different. I don't know. Um, I didn't do that for any other, as, I, as I'm thinking now, for any other things recently. Maybe Sonic, which is right around the corner uh, for Sonic 2. I'll probably rewatch that a couple of times uh, just to really get into the vibe for that. But outside of this Halo stuff, I think I watched the first episode four or five times already which is rare for me to watch anything more than once and even the, the same thing for um, the second episode um, and i think that because they are catering to how things should look uh like on the live action part but at the same time introduce um you know cg and uh, and all those other things where needed and it's it's just a beautiful thing to watch. And the things that, that you're saying about the world, how massive it is, this is I'm not gonna say this is um this is Star Wars level huge, but the Halo books are are many and the world is amazing, is 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 gigantic in so many different ways. And I think that if you consider like the fall of reach the book itself or even like anything related to the videos that have been put out for fall of reach or halo lore you'll be in there for a couple of weeks and and that's just being modest and i think it'll be totally worth it like i'm i want to look through and see where i should start on the books and see what the first one is um, yeah i think fall of reach would be the first one it's a good one to start so and then um, and then from there, uh, I, I don't remember the order from there, but uh, we can look at it for sure. But I think Fall of Reach is a good place. All right, then. Because that's where I'll be starting. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, you're, you're going to enjoy just, it. You're going to enjoy it, though. But go ahead. I, I also think that just the, the outfits, the it, Master Chief and actually all of Silver Team's uniform. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I know yeah. that's what I'm probably going to say a lot of it, but it looks so badass um, for like the, the men and the women Spartans. It's like, it's, it's amazing. 
But uh, Dr. Halsey, like, oh my goodness, like I am so, so I guess I'm so invested to find out what Master Chief is going to do and react when he realizes, you know, Dr. Halsey's true intentions. Mm. Because like, you know, when, when he was, when he was captured, and they're having that conversation, like she brings out this kinder, softer side of her. But, you know, as a viewer, that's she doesn't care. She just cares about the success of her her project her Spartan project. She cares about, you know, that she gets to test Cortana. She's she doesn't care about him directly. And, and honestly, honestly, to a certain degree, I'm not even sure she really necessarily cares about humanity. Just about her, her success and her interest as a doctor, as a scientist, to to be able to do these things and what it, her capabilities are. That's that's the sense I'm getting from her. So it's it's between the games and watching this. It. I think she cares, but at the same time, of course, she cares about the success of her project. And even as Cortana is going to be introduced in, I guess, the next couple of episodes, we'll see, we'll see how their relationship with her and a Master Chief unfolds on this particular uh, screen, right? On this live action screen. Because there, there's one point, as you mentioned, when uh, she went to visit him after he was captured and they were talking about the artifact and she said it's, it's it's nothing it's nothing like i've ever seen before like whatever she said right to that to that um degree and then she sits down and she begins to speak with him she she wants the data of what he's experiencing because i think the fascination also is that he is the anomaly in a lot of the different things that's being experienced in the Spartan program right not just mm-hmm. the fact that he's one of the ones that survived the process to even wear the suit, because the suit is, is, is essentially like a tank. It's, it's, a, it's a, a tank that a human can wear, but the only way the human can wear it is they have to be enhanced enough to handle the weight of the suit to actually wear it. And within the suit after, so they have the standard gear that they put on, uh, which you, you saw in episode two. Um, when the guy said, Hey, I just sweep the, fl- I just cleaned the floors or whatever. I just did the floors. So you saw that, that armor that he wears. So when they put the suit on, there's a gel between what they're wearing and the suit. So they can be able to move like they were moving in the beginning of episode one, where you saw him do the backflip and then you saw one Spartan do the slide. And then you saw another one running on top of the, the border of the actual wall. Right. So they're able to do uh, some things that are incredible with a suit that we probably can't wear without having those augmentations done to us um, to fit that particular suit. So I think, I think she, she does care and, and whether I'm wrong with that in the future, that's fine. And that's to be determined. But I think that she also is um, fascinated um, because her experience in grabbing data all of the time some some data she doesn't have because he becomes the exception to all of those data points that she's captured over the years, right? 
So mm-hmm. even even to the point where she says uh, where the uh, I don't know if it was the admiral or someone else uh, was saying, well, how can you trust a, a superhuman machine that is the best weapon in human- oh, humanity or whatever it was? And she was like, well, I can't I can trust them. Right. And she made that clear. So the, the foundation of their their relationship is there. Now, the other guy in episode two doesn't trust her. And they had their little argument in episode two when he was going back and forth with Master Chief. Be like, yo, you only gave me five minutes. Well, you didn't know how to follow command. Well, you should never stay. Well, you should never left. Right. So that whole interaction is like, you know, they're 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 going to go back and forth with each other because they're brothers. They still trust each other, but he also trusts her too. And 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 I and I think that that's something that's going to be interesting uh, to see how that plays out in the upcoming episodes. Oh, for sure. I think I think it's definitely there's so so many questions, but like I don't I don't want to search for them for to find like deeper lore into it or reasoning. I'm kind of actually really digging of like going into each episode a little bit blind and just enjoying the ride for what it is because I I think this is definitely one of the best new series that I have started watching. And I'm very, very pleasantly surprised and very happy about that. Because it's like, uh, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of video games and comic books that make, you know, that live action adaptation. And it's not that good. Like, I don't know what, what really hardcore Halo fans are feeling about it right now. I kind of been a little bit avoiding that. um, Because I, I like the world for what it is and and it's it's fun and it's exciting and I think it has a really great story that's building up and and this is like a great way of laying the foundation for hopefully you know several seasons um I definitely hope it doesn't take like three years to get season two um but you know I'm very appreciative of it and and all this work that's being put into it and I I just I like you you you're listening to this episode you need to watch it you, if you haven't i'm glad um, let us know what you think because i'm having fun with it and i can't wait for i think what's it comes out thursdays yeah it's uh thursdays i think it's 3 a.m eastern standard time um uh, but there's there's a couple of things that I'm, i'll mention um and i know we're doing you know some spoilers here um definitely if you haven't checked out Please watch and then, you know, maybe we're wrong about some of the things that we're saying, but I think it's it's something that you definitely should watch because it is a, an amazing series. So I think the first time I could be wrong here, but I think the first time we see uh, Master Chief go unconventional, right? A little bit, maybe one of the first times mm-hmm. I'll say that is when they were outside of the cave. And then he was supposed to go back with the Spartans, yeah. right? Remember that? And then yeah. they go, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. Let, yo, let's get out, out of here. And he's like, nah, you know, y'all go. He said, no, but you're coming, right? He was like, no, you go. And then I think it was 125. And I believe 125 is, is a lady. And, and she says, well, that's not protocol, right? And he says, that's an order, right? So, so I think that was one of the first times where we saw that uh, play out, and that sequence was interesting uh, to me. And and we can like overanalyze a lot of these things and and have our own speculations. And I think that's what that's the beauty of 
of uh, this conversation is even within that, he was protecting them, right? He was protecting them. And uh, he knew that he was um, torn between what to do with the last remaining survivor from uh, Madrigal, I believe is the name of, of the place, right? So he was torn between what he was going to do about that. And uh, so that, I think that was one of the first times we saw where he was like, go with the others. That's not procedure. Go with the others, right? And then you go the back and forth. That's an order. And, and then the person, um, the person 125, the spawn goes, roger that. And then that was the end of that, right? So, so that was really unique. Um, to see that. And I think that a lot of individuals who are being introduced for to to Halo for the first time, they may not necessarily understand like almost 99, if not 100% of the time, Chief will be the only one in danger. And if he's not, he'll make sure that he's the only one that's being exposed to the danger and nobody else. And I think that's something that's interesting to watch and see how that's going to play out. So, yeah, I kind of caught that a little bit, um, but I wasn't like instantly. And I believe like 125, that's a, that's the blonde. Um, and she's, she's the one that's kind of questioning his actions. Like she's the only yeah. one that's actually putting out there and asking like, you know, what is, if he has a plan, like, what is it? Why is he doing this? Like she's actually questioning his motives. And I don't think it's in a, you know, a negative way, but it's not making sense to her. Whereas the other two are just kind of following orders. They're just like going along with it, whatever happens, not questioning it at all. They just have their single mission where Dr. Halsey says that, you know, he has to be protected regardless of what it is. And and even if that meant, you know, friendly fire amongst the other soldiers then so be it and they didn't stop to question it but i think i feel like she kind of like really hmm and even when hunting him down like she's really looking at the situation which is so different from the other two and i feel she's kind of like has that questioning in her in her back of her head kind of similar to Maybe not exactly similar, but pretty close to what Master Chief is going through because he's also questioning a lot of things and really like, why am I doing this? Why am I compelled to do that? Um, you know, and I, I need to know more. So I'm very, very interesting where her character goes as as well and what the other two will do. I mean, will will Silver Team really follow Master Chief if, if he does like take the time to explain to them what it is that he's experiencing or has learned. Yeah. Or will they follow Dr. Halsey? It's interesting because, um, so he was protecting them when they were leaving the planet. Uh, she was protecting him when he was coming back uh, before the artic- uh, artifact resurrected the ship. And she said at all costs, make sure he's safe against everybody. And, and then one of these Spartans asks, he says um, like something, there may be friendlies involved or whatever. And she was like, pretty much protect him against everybody. Anybody who tries to mess with him, you make sure that nothing happens. So they were pointing all their guns at the the ship. And um, I believe at that point, Quan had a weapon uh, before they opened the door, um, to my recollection. Or that could have been when she was on Earth. But, um, but at any rate, 
she's like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do next? And then he touches the object and that's when they're able to get away. Um, so, so yeah, so I think that there's, there's a, there's, there's trust there for sure. She's going to protect him at all costs, but I believe she's going to protect the program at all costs. Right. Um, because she, she does believe that the Spartan program is, is the best thing that can save humanity against the covenant or any other, uh, forces that are considered enemies. Now, question for you though. Because I know we're we're going uh, different pieces of the episodes, but I definitely want to hear uh, certain. Um, I, I want to do certain touch points. the The relationship between uh, Doctor Halsey and the Admiral. I want to hear your take on that. What are you seeing there? So the part that I didn't go and and look into, they married. <laughs> Who's married? The Gen. Oh wait, 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 wait. Doctor Halsey and who again? The admiral, the the lady that um, was considering cutting the funding for the Cortana program. Oh, okay, okay, her, her, her. Okay, I, yeah. I, I get it. Um, I thought you were talking about. Um, I guess I can't remember the characters' names. The scientist and her dad, and okay. Anyway, so the admiral that I feel you mean like they, you mean Miranda yeah. Keys and 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 Keys, the commander. Yeah. Yeah, you know, father and son. Father and um, father and son. A daughter. Father and daughter, yeah. Yeah, father-child, yeah, relationship. Yeah, but I was just thinking about Miranda Keys and uh, Dr. Halsey. Like, I feel like there's a relationship between Keys and uh, Dr. Halsey, just the way that they look at each other. But anyways, um, so with the Admiral, I, I feel like they have a love-hate relationship. Um, I think that the impression that I get, because I don't know this, the whole story behind that, the impression that I get is that um, Admiral got to the place she is based off of the success of Dr. Halsey and her backing him up. But but at some point, I think um, Dr. Halsey's experiments and her ethical standpoints is definitely a drawing point that I think the Admiral is like, okay, I've worked with you for for however many long years you've helped me in my career because i backed you up on top of these things but ethical standpoint i think you're getting a little bit too much in that that gray area there of what is humane and i think uh dr halsey because of all her success and what she's done for the unsc i think they a lot of people kind of stand behind her and she's really throwing her her power and her ability into these things and kind of manipulating the situation, especially with that, you know, that, you know, board meeting or whatever that they were having discussing, you know, Master Chief and really pushing that stuff to really get the the full approval to finally kind of test Cortana and, you know, introduce that into, you know, Master Chief as the first type subject because he's the one that's acting out to have that better um, control over their Spartans. Um, but I think that's just just that's from my observation. That's how I'm I'm taking it from the story here that they're they're putting forth be, between us. And I think the admiral is just really getting like really upset. Like, okay, now you're just going kind of behind my back and over my head and something I already told you no to. Right. And you know, I we have all this money and all this stuff for these these soldiers that you wanted that you created. Um, I totally understand at that point and being in that position where you can have this incredibly dangerous weapon, Master Chief, kind of loose 
who's can pretty much take out almost everybody from my standpoint and has all this millions and millions and probably billions of dollars invested into him. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a, that's a very scary place to be and to be unsure. Do I think Master Chief would do that? At this point, no. But from their perspective and from the Admiral's point of view, you don't know that. You don't know why suddenly this Spartan who is your, you know, your mascot and what the world sees is acting out. You don't want that information to leak. You don't want people to know that because you can have the Covenant who takes advantage of that. You have the Rebels who can take advantage of that. And you you have to act on the worst case scenario. And then to have your, you know, the lead of this program kind of just like seems a little bit excited about it. Like, I, I'm sure Dr. Halsey has is a little bit nervous, but like you said, she trusts Master Chief and she has that faith in him. So she is obviously very, you know, curious as to what is happening and why. And we can't wait to get him back to just discover what this issue is and then try out Cortana to see if it erases it and fixes it and enhances her Spartan program even more to hopefully get more funding to be like, look, it's been a success so we can keep doing this. Um, to the admiral who is like, I have to think about, you know, people's safety, my safety and and the future of this whole thing. I, I definitely think they have a very love-hate relationship. Yeah, it's um, I definitely agree on a love-hate relationship there for sure, especially when we see the manipulation happening at the table before, you know, before they were going to decide what the next step would be. So. I think uh, part of episode two opens up when when um, Dr. Halsey is speaking to one of the high generals, right? And they're going back and forth on on that particular conversation before they actually went to the table to to talk about it. So I think that she knows exactly what she's doing, especially how far she can go uh, and most of her funding. And I think that's one of the things that we see with... Um, Miranda Keys uh, talking to the Admiral at one point and saying, hey, you know, most of the funding is going to the um, everything that Dr. Halsey is doing. And, you know, I'm focusing on the languages and some of the other things that are happening around the colony and colonies. And I don't, I'm not getting that same love. Right. So when am I going to get some of that funding sent my way? And you know, the Admiral says something to the effect, hey, um, I've had enough manipulation for one day. And the other thing, too, that they kept mentioning her mother, which I need to do more research on um, Miranda's mother, because even when she was speaking with her dad in, in her laboratory um, before they inst uh, before they initiated Article 72, um, which hit uh, Chief's uh, visor when he was on a ship with with Quan, right before all that uh, was going on, they they pretty much showed, of course, the relationship between um, her and her dad, her mother was mentioned there. And then, then the Admiral mentions it when they were going back and forth in the hallway before she stopped. And she was like, Hey, you just get back to work. I've had enough manipulation for one day. She mentioned, you remind me of your mother, except you lack the polish. Right. Remember that? So I think those, so there's something I need to, to go back and, and, and look at you know, what happened to like, 
like her mom. I, I don't, I don't know. So I may have to, um, to do a little bit digging there. And I think that's the other thing too, that that's making it really powerful. It, it's really having me have a little bit more of appreciation that I already have for the Halo universe, because I didn't spend a lot of time in the books, but I spent a lot of time in the videos and, and some of the uh, pieces that we saw on film or anime, if you want to call them that. Um, but there's, there's a lot to appreciate. Um, any thoughts? Um, so that's, that's where I'm getting at with, I, between Miranda's dad. So Captain, I Keys. believe it was Captain Keys. Um, and Dr. Halsey is that they're married. I, because their body language, the way that they don't see eye to eye on things. Um, I, you're saying I Halsey, you're saying Halsey and Keys are married? Yeah. Or was married. And I think Miranda is Dr. Halsey's daughter. Just because, okay, so with Miranda and that um, Admiral, is, is that what she really is? Admiral? Um, their Admiral is the lady that's being manipulated. Yeah. yeah. So the way that they had that conversation when she was saying, I'm tired of being manipulated. You're like, you know, you're, you're like your mother, but without that polish. Which... Leads me to believe she's talking about um, Dr. Halsey about it. So, mm, so uh, I'm reading that, now. That, I think I think you're right. It says Miranda Keys born Miranda Halsey. So maybe this. So I gotta I gotta do a little bit digging. But go ahead. Yeah. So that's that's where I got it from. From not knowing the universe and and not knowing that it's just that I'm not showing seeing eye to eye. It's very interesting that they never ever. Uh, say that Dr. Halsey is the mom, but I'm alluding to that just the way that the conversations go and how they interact and how uh, Miranda and her dad talk about Dr. Halsey. Um, and it's it's kind of you know disgruntling for her that you know okay, these before things before and, they and, come after you, I'll definitely have to add this. Um, so born Miranda Halsey was the daughter of the late Captain Jacob Keys. And Dr. Catherine Halsey. Um, so I just wanted to add that in, in the record, but go ahead. Oh, so I am right. That's that's what it looks like right now, yeah. Oh, okay. Cause it was like I was trying to piece that together watching the episodes. I'm like, is that your mom? Cause it seems like it. And but but really that big the big kickoff is just the way that he's and and Dr. Halsey interact. Either they're married or we're married. Right. Um, and like if they like they obviously have two different standpoints about, you know, going forward and this drive. And I would I wouldn't be surprised if they got divorced because her Dr. Halsey's um passion for her project is, is very intense. And it seems like it she looks like the type of person that that would take over her life and that would be her priority versus her husband and her family. Yeah. I never really dug that deep in a relationship. So, so I'm like, so I'm looking at this for the first time, this part I'm looking at for the first time. So, so okay. this is interesting that, um, you were able to, um, deduct that as you were watching the stuff. I never, I never looked at, who was Miranda Keys prior to her becoming 
who she is now in the world. So I think that's interesting that you are able to check that out. That's pretty dope. There's yeah, something else I want to tell you. But go ahead. It was just it really what really kicked that off for me was again, it was just that interaction, especially um two specific in- interactions is when um Keys went to go talk to Dr. Halsey, just their interaction. And then the second one was at that board meeting discussing Master Chief's actions. That that interaction, even though they didn't really say a whole lot, is just their facial expression and body uh, expressions that they put out and how they act. And I thought that was like so superb that I really got it, like really thinking about it. And then again, when Miranda was asking for more funding and yes. how Admo yeah. brought that up, I was like, okay, I think that's her mom. So yeah, so as you're saying that, I'm I'm remembering like the 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 communication, but no communication at the table. So now I have to go look at that again. Yeah. I have to go look at that again. But yeah, that's that's dope. But that's dope. Uh, the other thing a, too You don't need to find another reason just to watch it again. Just watch it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go back in it and watch it. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm going to go dig a little bit more, but I love this. I love the fact that we're doing this. So, so the, uh, the high council, uh, members, uh, the known members, uh, prophet of truth, prophet of mercy and prophet of regret. Uh, we see, we see them at different times, um, from my recollection through the halo games and the fact that uh, we're seeing, um, I know mercy is definitely in there. Um, I want to verify if truth and regret are with mercy when they're speaking to the blessed one who, According to what's being shown, um, they raised her, but at the same time, she feels like she's a prisoner, in my opinion. Um, thoughts on that? I don't think she sees herself as a prisoner, um, considering um, when we came across, um, was it Wrath? Rash or something like that? Wrath um, uh, in, in, uh, yeah. in the cell? Yeah, and they were talking about it and he was, you know, captured and he had to touch all these different artifacts and I guess he didn't have the outcome and they found, you know, um, the blessed one um, that does activate, you know, Halo and does all the stuff that they wanted to be. I assume like they just went through and kidnapped a lot of children. So I mm. think you have, you know, that entire thing. If you're raised... um I, I feel like when they found out she was a blessed one, they definitely did protect her, which can give that false sense that you're not like if you're being raised in that, that you're not really a prisoner, you know, that mm. this turns into your. Your family, which ah, what is that? What is that? Uh, that syndrome called when you start sympathizing with your your captors? I know and, which one you're referring to. I don't remember. I don't remember. Oh, I can't remember but, that uh, either. But, but yeah, but that's crazy to me. And, and I think I think that is such a very interesting impact that I don't I don't think she sees herself as a human. She knows she's a human mm. because, you know, she pleaded to go and get this artifact back herself um, with her pleading her case that, you know, I, I look like them. I can blend in with them. You know, is that it, Stockholm? Easy. Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. Yes. Um, and, you know, it would be easy for her, which is true. Uh, and so as you see her undressing and getting herself ready, the way that she just looked at herself, it was, it was like almost like she doesn't. She doesn't see herself as a human. Mm, okay. And it's such a, a unique thing. Like she was just kind of amazed. Like this is this is what I look like without all of this 
her very interesting outfit there, which seems so uncomfortable. It looks like a walking sleeping bag. But, um, <laughs> you know, she just it's she funny seems you say like, because yeah, it does. <laughs> um, but she she just seems so interested about it and and peculiar looking at herself and examining herself. And I, I'm very, very excited to see, you know, I like obviously we don't know if she ever got to have other human interactions at all. Um, I, I'm kind of assuming that she was pretty much cut off from any humans and all humans. So right. to see her venture out um, and try to blend in will be very interesting in developing her character and how, you know, does she change? Does she start seeing the world in a different way and questioning, you know, her upbringing and what she's doing and her, the role that she plays in this kind of a similar way that Master Chief is? And, you know, what what memories or flashbacks does she unlock when she touches the artifact? The What does that open up in her head? That's going to be interesting. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. The um, I was going to I was going to tell you something. So the guy that's assisting Dr. Halsey. I get when weird from him. I don't know. I do. Too. Yeah. Okay. So it's not just me. Yeah. I was going to ask you, like, what do you think of, of, of him? Because when, when, when he said he was in a ship and he says he, he sees woods, a family, a white dog and all those things. And then the way he turns around and, and stares at Dr. Halsey, like, it's almost like that's impossible. He can't be seeing those things. How is that even possible? Because you erase the memory, right? Like that whole um, said unsaid, you know, discourse I thought was really interesting. And then there was another part too, where he goes inside the chamber where the Cortana, um, the Cortana clone is in, is in the cube. And he just walks up and stares at it all weird. And I'm like, what is going on with this guy? Like, what, what, what's your take? If I, okay, if I take away the initial impression of like, he's just really super creepy. Um, I think like if I was going to develop a story and I kind of go off on these on different things in myself about why a character is made to act or play out the way it is. Hmm. A part of me feels like maybe he does kind of give like little breakdowns to the Admiral. Like he's kind of like her little worm to like, okay, please tell me mm. what is Dr. Halsey really doing? Okay. Um, and gives her like little mini reports of updates because obviously Dr. Halsey is not going to tell the Admiral everything. She's going to keep her secrets. She's going to keep things hidden. Um, I don't think she mentioned, at least I don't remember Dr. Halsey mentioning to anybody that he was having any sorts of memories. She's just like, I don't know what's happening. Right. But she I just kept it out. right exactly when he comes back and we we test them and stuff like that we'll learn more and even in the room when he was captured she was like hey let's just keep keep this to you know the let's keep let's let's keep the standards of uh, gathering information but she was curious off the record about what happened yeah and 
Um, I, I feel like that's what her assistant is kind of doing is watching is watching and keeping tabs on these to report back to the Admiral. At mm. least that that's what I'm thinking. I kind of really hope they didn't went, went, went with something kind of bland and plain as like he's just a creep. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch that as well. And I know that um, we're definitely planning to cover this um, in the same way uh, for the next um, seven episodes, because I'm really looking forward to seeing how how you're like capturing the world and, and just appreciating everything that's happening with um the series uh so as we mentioned at the top of this episode it's going to be nine episodes they've already been cleared for season two this has been uh 10 years in the making and um three years shooting between all the stuff that we've experienced um during the pandemic up until now so uh, it's it's uh, an interesting journey i definitely want to hear um if you have any thoughts on other tidbits and episode two and then we'll We'll start wrapping up from there. I'm actually going to, to, um, yeah, yeah. I definitely want to hear your thoughts about uh, some stuff from episode two that caught your attention and it will be in wrapping from um, there. The, the person, I don't know what his rank was or I don't remember his name right now. Um, the person that they left in charge to, I guess, man or oversee magical where he was just like down the yeah. line, like, headshotting you know this rebellion one by one i think i think even when they had that board meeting they think that he like has it with too strong of a fist i think it's a very dangerous thing to have a person like that considering like you know you have all these rebel forces who are putting out this stuff against the unsc like why would you choose to have somebody like that that's a little bit power hungry has a bit of bloodlust there right in charge because that that would just strengthen the other you know the other factions of the the rebel units to want to go against him and just like show like look at what he's doing like this is what he's doing on magical like why would we want you know more unc unsc like soldiers uh coming over this is why we're fighting i don't think that's a very good message to be putting out there i love that actor though like he he plays a really great bad guy but just choosing, you know, that, that choice that they made to put, you know, this person in charge is a, a bit much. But at the yeah. same time, they're also willing to just like put forth like this propaganda that they're, you know, the UNSC, we're not bad people. We're here to save you. We're here to protect you. We're doing good for mankind. But yet you have this guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I want to see how that plays out with him as well. So now Soren, Master Chief's friend, <laughs> you know, brothers fight, right? So he goes to visit Soren in episode two. And it sounds like um, Soren has done some modifications himself. Well, modification may be the wrong word here, but it sounds like he removed some of the stuff that. Um, they did for the Spartan program, especially the way he was talking about, you know, the plates and what the plate does and can you taste this food, blah, blah, blah. Remember that whole sequence? What, what, what's your take yeah. on all that? Um, that's a very interesting friendship they have. I understand that, you know, there is trust behind them. Um, but I don't think it's like 
a strong trust. I, I'm, it's very interesting that when I was watching their interactions and the way they're Do you talking, think it's conditional? I think it is. But I think, I, I don't know if I would have that full amount of trust in Soren. Like, I think Soren's going to try to take care of Quan. Yes. Um, I think he's going to do that. I, I don't, I don't know. There's like a part of me that I don't trust Soren at the same time. There's something a little bit weird and shady about him that I can't really put my finger on right now. But there's just something I feel like I, I can't fully trust about him. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm still trying to navigate that as well. So even when we get uh, the part where um, he was already out, Master Chief wakes up, Master Chief was supposed to escape with him. He decided not to. They go back and forth there. Um, and he says, hey, if you're going to if you're going to kill me, I'd rather it be you. Then there's that whole sequence of exchange. And Master Chief says something as if he was reciting what he was going to say in the report that his gun jammed, which is why um, Soren was able to escape uh, to give him to have different things to say when, you know, he gets questioned and, and the report, which I thought was interesting that he was uh, playing that out as if he was talking to somebody, but he wasn't. He was just like saying it out loud. So it didn't seem like it was the first time he said it when he had to say it again. I thought that was really, really unique. Um, just watching that play out. Um, so then, then you have that. Then he says, um, you have five minutes uh, before I wake up the entire camp. And then he says, give me 10. He said five. Right. So I thought that that whole sequence was really interesting. I got to go watch it again. I, I, I don't know how many times, but it's so good. I got to go watch it again, though. But um, but yeah, the relationship is very um, it seems very conditional. It seems as he there's there's this um, there's this appreciation for him uh, being Master Chief, following rules and going back to base. But at the same time, there's this uh, maybe disdain is the wrong word for him, for him being who he is and maybe who he wanted to be, but couldn't based on the evidence that he sees every day when he looks at his hand, right? Of what was mm-hmm. done to him. So it's, it's just weird just to watch that play out. It is because, you know, it, it's interesting that he still sees, I guess, a friend into him to know where to find him. And that's, okay, that's the other thing that kind of blew my mind. Like, how did you know where to find him? Right. Exactly. So- Right. So I'm sure they kept in contact. Which I think is a little bit uncharacteristic considering when Soren says like, you know, you gave me five months and I or five minutes and I spent months like trying to escape them, being shot up, being hurt, being just pretty much being hunted. So to me, that I would get the impression that to a certain degree, Soren is still a wanted former specimen that they would want either back or eliminated. Right. For Master Chief to, you know, continue some type of communication to keep in touch still. Like, that seems like it would be a little bit uncharacteristic of Master Chief in general. Right. So he's, he's protecting you know, him, too. Yeah. 
So like, uh, unless they really, you know, were maintaining this, but I, I thought that was just very interesting. Like, how did you know where to find him? Yeah. Like, you know, like there was like no question or doubt in your mind. Like, this is where I'm going right here. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah. and it also, you, you start wondering, was that the first time he ever turned off his beacon to go through the, those asteroids to get there? Yeah. He knew he knew exactly what to do not to be found. So I'm assuming that the UNSC doesn't really know about this place in space. Yeah. Cause it, it seems like the best hideout, you just like dress up your station to look like a giant floating asteroid and rocks in space. Considering, you know, you have all of those cable lines going out and you get to see Soren's beautiful home. Um yeah, and then uh, the, another thing that I thought was a little bit, I guess, a, a very interesting, and I guess it goes into, you know, whatever demodifications that Soren did to himself, that Master Chief was surprised that he had a child. Right, um, and, exactly. And, and, and to stop to think about that, I would be surprised too, because I would assume in a Spartan program like that, they would kind of neuter their their Spartans. Mm. So the fact is like, hmm. You do have a kid. Because they have like hormonal blockers and, and, and whatnot. So I would assume if you had that like for a long duration, at some point you're just, you just can't have children. Yeah. So, so to see that, so, that type of shock on a Master Chief's face was like, you have a child. Yeah. So was that the first time you've seen him ever since he left? Because based on the context of their conversation, that sounds like the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then, so we can, we can say that. And then, but he was surprised because I think he removed some of the, um, the stuff that was done from the program. Yeah, I, I would think so too. Any of those blockers. Um, but I would, I would have automatically assumed that would have been something if I was Dr. Halsey and I was creating this program, I feel like I would neuter all my soldiers, like the moment they made it into, like, they got to this, past this certain thing, like, we don't want you guys procreating. Yeah, 14 would be when they would go into the program. They'd have to probably do that right before they, they'll see the suit, what the capabilities of the suits are, and then decide if they would want to dedicate without having any children from there. Yeah. Which I think Soren's wife is a very interesting, peculiar character as well, too. I agree. Like, there's something... Why do you say that? I don't know. There's just something off about her, too. <laughs> yeah, she... It felt like I was watching, like, a Blade Runner character. The yeah, hair, I, the I outfit. Yeah. The and she's yeah. just so... Like, in a very calm, bubbly kind of way, like, you know that she's not naive to what's going on. I'm sure Soren has shared right. many stories with her. Um, she just doesn't seem bothered by like anything. Right, right. Because when she was first introduced to Master Chief, uh, she said that. And then he was like, no, no, we don't talk about you like that. <laughs> not like that, bro. You know, so I thought that was interesting with that whole interaction. But yeah, she is very, um, she's very interesting character. Uh, and uh, she's gone through a lot as well. So that's going to be, you know, hopefully we'll see more of that and more of her, her past. And, and so it's, but I, 
I really, I'm really happy that I watched uh, Halo um, Fall of Reach again because it really put into perspective uh, for me, even though I knew Master Chief is like one of the greatest heroes, you know, of this, this time, right? This, this world that has been created, but it put into perspective what he had to go through just to get there along with the other individuals that went through the process as well. And it is just fascinating that um, after watching uh, episode two, I didn't really focus on the fact that he didn't have his um, helmet on anymore, as you were saying earlier, because the humanity of the whole experience needs to be seen between the Spartans questioning some things, him relating to Quan and and understanding that um, all all that plays a bigger part that we're, we're probably going to experience later on, maybe even an episode, not not episode, even in season two of why we needed to see it in this way, right? So I'm I'm kind of like not making a big deal out of that. I think what you were saying earlier, how how is um the Halo community what what are they saying about him taking off his mask? I think if you remove that one piece, there's nothing to complain about. I don't think so. I I think it's a fantastic film. There's there's a lot that's going on and in such a great and creative way. Absolutely. So, uh, thoughts on Reth, the guy that um saw the artifact, the guy that was um invited to the covenant ship and lived to tell about it. What are your thoughts on him? He has seen some stuff. <laughs> right? Um, obviously he's not right in the head, but it's right enough to be able to give him the information that, uh, Master Chief was looking for. And I think that was some really great acting, just the way that he, he introduced it and like, you mean entering into his, I don't want to say as a cage because it looks like they can freely come and go as they want. Right. Um, it didn't look like it was locked up. But him giving out that information, but leaving with like destroy the artifact and destroy yourself. Um, I think there's a lot of, of fear because, you know, he only has the side of that he experienced when he was captured by the Covenant and what they were looking for and why. And the fact that they, you know, he obviously got to see the Blessed One um, and the one that was chosen and, and picked and, you know, her her purpose. Um. So he only sees it as this this weapon that would pretty much destroy everyone. And having it be in a... It's one thing to have somebody on the Covenant side. It's another thing to have somebody who can activate that same artifact on the UNSC side. Like that can be disastrous for everybody. Right. So there is a lot of fear in that man. Rightfully so, but I don't think I kind of for for that brief moment, I kind of really did think I'm like, would Master Chief be dedicated enough to saving humanity to destroy himself? Mm. I don't know. Like, would he do everything? I think just seeing that, I think he would do anything. Obviously, he went back to Dr. Halsey because he sees the fear. He sees like this is something incredibly dangerous to have. And I trust Dr. Right. Halsey to figure out how we can get rid of this. I I think 
after that, I think I would really hope here here's the thing when I well, through that entire that entire interaction is I think Master Chief took that, okay, I can trust Dr. Halsey to figure out how to destroy this thing. I don't think he's assuming that <laughs> she's not going to destroy it. She's going to see how she can benefit from it. And is he going to give away where he got this information? Yeah. Because they're going to ask him, how, how do you know? Like, where did you hear that from? How did you find out? Where did you go? Um, is he going to, you know, sell out Soren and this place that he's learned to call home? Thinking that he's doing something I good. Know. I don't know, because he's questioning everything right now. He is, but obviously he's not questioning whether Dr. Halsey's good or bad. He just sees her as a person he can trust. So obviously he sees her as a good person. Mm. So I don't think he's at that point yet. Um, but I think there is, I don't know if there would necessarily be fear put into him after coming across talking to Rath. Rest, um, but there's definitely some strong uncertainty about like him maintaining his duty of what he believes he's doing for humankind. So, or, I know this is like a crazy question, I'll ask it anyway. Do you think Juan would become a Spartan? No. I okay. think she has such a strong bond for her father, for what she grew up and raised in and for what she believes in. I don't think she would. Okay. I think she has a very strong attachment to Master Chief and a strong sense of trust in him um, to do the right thing. And I think that's why she wanted to go with him, knowing full well, like it could be very dangerous for her. Um. I don't think she would be a Spartan. I mean, she was willing to lie to say that the Spartans killed them all rather than the Covenant to destroy uh, the UNSC. So <laughs> I don't I don't see her becoming a Spartan at all. Okay. So so the other thing I wanted to, to touch on is uh, where do you think the Blessed One is going to go? Um, now she's taken off. Her royal garments, if you want to call them that, and then putting on normal clothes. Do you think she's going to find a way to you know, the UNSC or like what 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 is your thought process when you see her like taking off garments to put on regular gear? I feel that in some way the Covenant knows that that the the artifact was activated again on I don't know what to call Soren's place. I don't, I, I'm sure they had a name for it. I don't remember what they, the name was, but I feel the like rubble. the Covenant probably has like some type of, you know, beacon that's like, hey, we got this power signature from this artifact that we're looking for in this area. I think that might be the, one of the first places that she goes and to discover stuff, which can be really, really bad. Um, and then follow Master Chief from then on and then over to Reach. I I, I think that's that's what's going to go with. Uh, like how she's going to infiltrate Reach and find out more information or just steal it. 
I, oh man, I don't know. I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to even fathom. That's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. I'm trying to see if there's anything else I want to touch on. Um, The intro sequence I was really impressed by because uh, we're dealing with a superhero. Uh, It reminded me of like the Daredevil type of intro. Um, If you've uh, seen that and check that out. Have you seen Daredevil? I have. Okay. I I didn't get Um, that vibe. Yeah, just just the... um, the character that you see in the beginning and they're rotating and they're doing different things with that particular character. I like those intros where they're, they're showing you um, how the hero becomes the hero. I think it was daredevil. Maybe there was another intro. Uh, I'll double back on that and and look at the uh, daredevil intro for um, the uh, Netflix special, but it reminds me of like high impact, uh, superhero uh, intros, and I'm glad that they went with that direction for the intro for uh, for Halo. So, yeah, I got to go look at it now because I didn't get that vibe from it. I did like that introduction because I think it really set the mood and expectations for the rest of the episode and really the rest of the season. Um, I got I got to ask you though, like what. What do you make of like the the closing scene um, when John or Master Chief was sitting in that cell, I guess, with Dr. Halsey and he looks down in his hand and he sees he sees that smiley face stamp. Yeah, I, I feel so there, there's a point where he just kind of like. I, I, I got I really got that impression where I think he had that brief moment where he's like, did I make the right choice coming here? Right. Is there more to life than procedures and um, following command, right? I think there's a lot to think about from uh, the smiley face on the hand to the food that he ate, which he had no um, ability to, uh, well, his ability was suppressed to appreciate what he was having, right? And mm-hmm. and it's almost like he's really looking at everything and questioning everything. So I think that um, I I like that they're going in a direction to um, just go through the journey of different decisions that could have been made, especially with the vision that he's been having. I like the fact that they're doing that, um, but I don't know to like to what degree, right? Because things are still unfolding. But I think it is a reminder of. Uh, the fact that if uh, the son, if Soren's son has his back and and vice versa, Master Chief has his back, it, it was also a reminder of who else is over there, in my opinion, right? Because Quan is there too, right? Yeah. So I think that it's not just uh, the smiley face that was given by Soren's son. I think it's a, it's a, a whole nother um, thought pro- process on you know, who um, is depending on him. And that was just one additional individual to add to that. Yeah, I also just took it as, you know, when he he gives his word to somebody, which he was very serious about giving his word to Soren's son. Um, That isn't something that he would just turn his back on. Um, But I feel like there's a part 
of him that feels that his pledge that he made to this boy is more impactful in a way than the pledge that he's made as a soldier. Mm. And I, I think the part that Juan will be playing in, in his, his life and his decisions going forward is I think she's a little bit more of that human side of him now um, that will make him second guess his, his choices a little bit more. I can see that. Because he's, he's never, he's never really had interactions with, you know, any of the rebels or really much of anybody that's not a soldier. I mean, she's a soldier in her own sense, but um, she's very human. She's like the, the reasons why she's fighting and what is she against is so very strong. And even she's, she even asked him like, why did you do this? Which gets him to think like, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. He's like, what are your right. plans? You know, he has him really thinking about choices that really he's never really, I guess, had to directly make. He just has his orders. He follows them through. He carries them out and goes right back. So I think she's definitely going to be playing that that inner conscious um, human side of him to really get him past that point. That's where I see her role playing. So I don't. I, I want to see more of her and I, I very interesting to see if like she's just going to just run off by herself and kind of like sneak in and just be there or how that how that really plays out for her. But that's where I think she she's her major role. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting to see, but I'm loving all of it. Um, I'm loving every single thing that I'm watching and it's really um, it has me going back watching uh, the 2015 stuff for Halo uh, Fall of Reach. And then I'll probably go back and watch Halo Legends again. And I think that on the Halo Waypoint website, they're actually doing like a, a deep dive of each um, episode, I think. So that's going to be interesting to like go into that and catch up. So it's it's so much it's so much good stuff in, in that series. And I think that, as I was saying earlier... If you remove the fact that you can see Master Chief's face, there's really nothing that you can say about this particular series um, thus far, right? Because we're only two episodes in thus far that has been, you know, super, super bad. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's all I got there. Um, Final thoughts is definitely something that you should consider checking out. Uh, Daniela, um, any final thoughts? Uh, that I'm sad that there's only seven episodes left. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot, it's be good. but I, I'm really enjoying it. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, I, I'm glad that it's turning out a lot better than I, I hoped for. Because, um, like I said, at the beginning of the show, you know, live live action adaptations are like hit and miss. And most times it's a miss. And I can definitely. It's a huge hit. And even if you're not into video games, um, if you're not into you Halo, cut out, I think you cut out a little bit. Repeat the last statement you said. You cut out a little bit. Okay. Um I pretty much was like, even though if you're not like a Halo fan or into video games, um Halo is definitely a great series if you just love sci-fi and action, because that is pretty much what it 
what it is. I don't think you have to be a huge, um, you know, gamer or Halo fan to be able to enjoy the series. I mean, I know nothing about Halo and I, I love it. And I want, I want to find out more about this, this universe and this lore and um, everything that it holds. Yeah, it, it's really dope. I, no, I appreciate that. So I was going to cover some other things, but I just want to keep this um, uh, strictly Halo today. Um, I think that we covered a lot. Uh, this is uh, a spoiler full episode for Halo, the series, episode one, episode two, our reactions and impressions of the first two uh, episodes of that series that's currently streaming on Paramount Plus. Uh, so definitely check that out if you're able to. It is my understanding if you do have Xbox Game Pass, you can uh, tap into Paramount uh, for a limited time. So definitely look into that if you have Xbox Game Pass. Uh, definitely check that out as well. And and yeah, uh, seven more episodes. They've been shooting this for three years, 10 years in the making. This is absolutely amazing. It is uh it, it does have me going back and checking out uh, some of the lore. And I learned something new. You know, I didn't know that uh, the Miranda um, situation with um, Halsey being the mom and all that stuff. And and I think that's the beauty of, of the universe. I don't have all the information, but I think that was cool that uh, we experienced that real time as we were talking about it today. So uh, so that's all I have for final thoughts. Uh, definitely uh, follow Daniela. Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, Instagram at Miss DJM. And Andrew, where can they find you? You can find me at Uriah, U-R-I-Y-Y-A on Twitter and Instagram. And until next time, see you soon. Bye. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.